Adam, on the first day of his life, made a tremendous mistake. He didn't listen to Hashem, and he ate from the Eitzadas Tovarah. And there was obviously reasons for that. Whether they were right or wrong, there were reasons. There was something in the Eitzadas Tovarah that appealed to him. We have to understand what that is. And at the same time, we know Kabbalistically that there actually was, in the same verse that says, don't eat from the Eitzadas Tovarah, there was a commandment to eat from the Eitzachayim. Had Adam eaten from the Eitzachayim, he would have been able to eat from the Eitzadas Tovarah. Now, we'll get to that in a second, like why that is. Okay. At the same time, we know that we made a joke and said he had, he had a push to do it, and that was listening to the snake. Because the snake has a snake mind. We call it, the, it's where the Koachamadame, the illusions come from. Illusions are a big part of why we do what we do. Our brain is programmed with all kinds of illusionary information. The headspace of the snake is based in survival and based in a disbelief or a, a belief that God doesn't exist. And therefore, you know, you got to take things into your own hands. And he told Adam clearly that God's out to get you. And he's like, you know, he's your competitor, which is basically pulling the foundation of all creation out from under a person. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important to clarify to ourselves that not only is God the source of everything, he loves us without, you know, bounds. We can't, we can't imagine the love that he has for us and that everything that he does is for the best. When Adam made this uh, mistake, the Zohar explains that from this mistake, it was his choice. He chose an entity that fluctuates, sometimes good and sometimes bad. Evil and good. Sometimes war, sometimes peace. Sometimes up, sometimes down. And he insists, the Tsar explains this choice created exile. This choice made him not align anymore with the garden. This choice created the revolving sword. The revolving sword is nothing other than the chamber of exchanges in the story of the exchange children. This is the Bill Bullim the mixed-up mind that we live with day-to-day. Bad choices create situations like this. Essentially, missing the mark creates a disordered world which causes a lot of suffering. And we have to know that clearly. Wrong decisions create chaos. Chaos equals suffering. And you can't say, it's not my fault. That's Just plain, not smart. Some people would call that stupid. Eventually, we all get it, hopefully. And this is the secret of whether you can hear the message of the forest man or you're going to say, sorry, Rabbi, I got behemoths, I got animals to chase, and stop telling me to stop, I'm going, bye. I can't meet this week, see you next week. (laughs) I got animals to chase. Okay? Now, all of the great ancestors, Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, they were all busy trying to rectify 
Adam's transgression. The Zuhamas Hanachash, the Bilbulim, that literally cover over us. And Abraham does what he does, and out comes Yishmoel, which is like Solus, and then Yitzhak has Esau, more Solus, and then there's Yaakov. Wow. Yaakov, the Bahir Sheba Abbas, the clearest of the forefathers, he is the man that literally his face resembles the face of Adam. And he's the rectifier of the sin of Adam. And therefore, Yaakov, who is destined to be a man that sits in the tent, he actually puts on the sheepskin and he actually also takes on the job of his brother, Esau, and he even goes out into the field. But his work in the field is preempted by 14 years of study in the house of Shame Babe. Got it. The Zohar says before he's going to lower himself into this pit called Olamazeh, he's going to have to have a very, very thick, strong rope. That's what we call the balance. Yishuv a person has to do what Yaakov does in his life and on a daily basis. These foundations are the foundations of Amuna, the foundations of Torah knowledge. We call that the Eitzachayt, which is Gematria Baruch, <laughs> which is our essential blessing that Hashem revealed to us His will. He gave us a system. He gave us a blueprint. It's not a secret. Thank Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Ashrenu, thank you, thank you. It's our essential joy. Reb Nachman says that the essential way to subjugate the illusionary mind is to feel the joy that Hashem is being mekar of us. That joy wipes away in an amazing, mystical way, erases all of the filth of the snake, the bilbuling, the mixed-up mind. We have to constantly get clarity. So Yaakov, before he goes out to work, he centers himself. And therefore, I feel it's my obligation to let people know you can't skip morning davening. You can't skip morning learning. You can't even skip morning exercise. You can't neglect your inner self. You want to be successful. You want to do good things in the world. You don't want to make mistakes. You have to follow the lead of Yaakov. This is the secret that Reb Nassim explains in the Kutelachos when Esau comes in with his catch and he says, Abba, give me a bracha. And Yitzhak says, what? Who are you? I just gave somebody a bracha. So Esau goes, yeah, that's my brother Yankee. He yank veini pamaim. He outsmarted me chachmani. He outsmarted me twice. He took not only my birthright, he also took my blessing. And Yitzhak goes, Gamborchie. What? Gamborchie should also be blessed? If it was anybody else in the world, it was off with his head. He should be klala, he'll curse on his head. I didn't mean what I said. Why did he say he should be blessed? 
Asav could care less about spirituality. He wanted the field. He wanted yeah. to go out and do big things. And he didn't want to do it for Yaakov either. He wanted it for his belly. Right. And Yitzhak said to him, you sold your birthright? You didn't daven chakras in a minion? You want me to give you a blessing? Your brother deserves your blessing. He deserves everything. Give him the ruchnias and the gashmias. He wrote so that we understand that balance. Have to make sure that we center ourselves on a daily basis. 